This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. With me today is Hans having a cigarette in his room. Yes. Like a 40-year-old Murphy Brown-esque <laughs> woman, right? I am a 40-year-old Murphy Brown-esque woman. Why did you get rid of the snapback? I know you were trying I'm, to... I'm wearing it. No, I am wearing it because I'm, swe- I'm sweating. I don't want my hairline to be visible yet. Uh, and my the usual hat that I wear would be too hot to wear right now. I don't know if we're going through a heat wave over here or if it's just third world country heat or I'm just... About to have a heart attack, but it's really hot. <laughs> it's probably all three. Maybe there's another fire we'll out back. Another wildfire ravaging your village, Hans. That doesn't happen here. It's not third. What are you talking like about? California. We recorded a podcast, and Hans was like, "Oh, sorry, there's a huge fire here," and then he just disappeared for the week. No, that wasn't a fire. That wasn't a power station exploded near my house, and then another time. It rained really hard, and the power went off. <laughs> so well, that's uh... to, to come to Honda's defense, we were supposed to do this two days ago, but a tropical storm just kind of came out of nowhere and hit me, and my power did go out. So I couldn't do that. We were supposed yeah. to do it Friday night, and it's Sunday now. So in but, his defense, so happens... this happens in first world countries, too. Even but, but Kino, you too. live in a civilized country. That's the difference here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't get extorted when I'm like driving down the street, which happened to me in Nicaragua. Jesus oh. Christ! Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Hans, are you, you're from where? Are you from Chile or where Costa, you Costa Rica? Costa Rica. Yeah. So it's like right under Nicaragua. But everyone here, hey, it's very funny when you talk to any C- Central American person; they just hate everyone around them. Yeah. So there's yeah. like that. Uh, that hatred of just like we're slightly <laughs> different and just because of that you suck and we're great oh man that's like remind that reminds me of like the chinese like korean japanese oh like, hell yeah they all oh, hate yeah. each other they despise you know, each other the japanese hated the chinese so much that they just like raped a bunch of them in non-king like they took it really far Dude, the chinese no, yeah. the chinese no. still won't you know get over that i, I gotta say the c c uh the ccp they um they fund my channel. Um, I reject <laughs> that that ever happened. Rape of Kanan King. It how, never happened. How does that even happen, too? Isn't China like five times the size of Japan? Like, couldn't they just send a bunch of Chinese people? Yeah. Have you seen they the bodies in Manchuria. of <laughs> yeah. I mean, Japanese men are not bigger. What, two well, inches, maybe? <laughs> An inch? You know, but it's you know? who has the will has the way. Right. Right. Hans, I guess you're when Chinese, you, you, have, you kind of have a you yeah. kind of have a fight in this. I mean, you should be vehemently defending your people in this regard. Yeah, you know, my my people left China to go live in Mexico, so it's like from shitty to shitty. Uh, it wasn't brave at all. It's just a. <laughs> uh, it was just closer to to natives, I guess. It was easier to thrive there than in China. I I sure do love an international talk, uh, just like I love international cinema. And hey, mm-hmm. for the first time in the history of movies, we have the Kino Corner on movies. Kino's here, and we have uh, his co-host of his uh, acclaimed podcast, Oki, returning for a Hell second yeah. appearance. How are you fellas doing tonight? Very good. Yeah, pretty good. I'm uh, drinking uh, Jameson uh, whiskey, but I'm going to switch to, I'm thinking of making a switch in my whiskey selection now. I'm a big kind of, I am into whiskey, uh, but I really want to start drinking uh, J&B. Um, I don't know if you guys have had J&B. I think that's what it's called. Uh, but that's the whiskey that Patrick Bateman drinks. And see, slowly over the course of the year, I'm trying to become more and more like the American psycho. And he exclusively drinks J&B blended whiskey. So uh, after this, Jameson. I'm going cold turkey on Jameson. I'm going full Patrick Bateman mode. Yeah. And it's... you're going to do your facial regimen after after this program as well? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I even like wrote down like his, uh, uh, his morning like workout routine. The thing about his workout routine in the day that I honestly can't do is he does a Stairmaster for 20 minutes each day. And he's at the gym for two to three hours each day. And I honestly don't really have that kind of time. I've been reading the book and taking lots of notes, you know, not really on like what the book is trying to say or anything like that. I just want to be more like him. So I want to have his day-to-day routine. The good thing about the book is that it lists all the brands. Um, yeah. 
So, you know, I, I know exactly what yeah. to get. <laughs> yes, yeah. really. I know exactly what to get. I even know what kind of like outfits to wear. It has a lot of good fashion advice in there. Um, so I'm taking, else, I'm taking a lot of notes. Someone else is a good example for this. Is that a four in the morning uh, workout that Mark Wahlberg was doing and posting about? Mm. What, he would wake up at like 3 a.m. and then start working out since four in the morning? The other person yeah, like I that saw is that. crazy Terry, person. That, Terry Crews is also like that. Yeah. That's just oh, because yeah. he's hiding his sexuality. No, dude, it so was he has so... to work out it, it, every time he thinks right. about men. <laughs> every no, time he thinks about actually, men. Right. Dude, there's Terry no Cruz... one... There's no way that you need to be that buff. <laughs> no, no, just no. Every time he thinks about men, he has to work it out. Was that, so it was that. No, no, that's Tom. It was the Tom 50-year-old producer touching his genitals at that one premiere. It left the oh, imprint on him. He can't shave right. it from his head. That's right. Dude, it, it's not only that. So, yeah, like both of you are right. But then he made this video for Variety. And he talked about how he, like, he'll t- take a lunch break to put oil all over his body. I'm like, this guy's gay. <laughs> this guy is <laughs> fucking gay. Like, like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? He does that. Why you don't take a, you don't you don't, you don't do take that? an oil break after lunch? <laughs> my favorite, my favorite of like the people putting oil on their skin story was about Bronson. Um, I don't know if you guys saw Bronson, yeah, but it was oh, based the, on yeah, the prisoner Nick, Bronson. Yes, Nick, yeah. Nick, Nick Reffin is uh, yeah. certainly one of my favorite filmmakers, and, and that Bronson movie is yeah, terrific. it was awesome. Yeah, and he would just get naked. I love that scene where he's like, "Lather me up," and, uh, he's yeah, like, and the guy is just like rubbing oil all over his like naked body just so he can the, fight. Yeah, that's to help him fight. That's like yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's Turkish but see, that's oil wrestling, is it? well there is that but he wasn't really doing that he he just like would oil up so that like they couldn't like get a grip on him right yeah. he would accidentally get hard and like press it into them <laughs> and kiss them on the mouth by accident sometimes. <laughs> i mean who doesn't get hard during a you know good old fisticuffs i think right? i think i think tom hardy got hard during those things. real tom hard What's why Hardy. Tom Hardy's like hiding his MySpace past? Do you guys know oh, about yeah, his I've seen those homoeroticism? I've seen those. Oh photos, yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> seen them all. I I I mean, I guess that's just who he was for a period of time, huh? I know he loves or loved crack for a good yeah he did good good five ten years. So was he the crack most successful in- crack addict actor? No, Gary Busey never smoked crack. He loved Coke. Okay, there's yeah. a difference. Guys, this is until Hunter Biden eventually goes into Hollywood. But I would even say, I mean, Hunter Biden is what, selling his art for 500 grand a pop? I mean, come on. Mm. Like, that's pretty have successful seen, for a crack. Have you, seen, have you seen his <laughs> little paintings that he blows into the paint with a straw? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a little boy. <laughs> like a little baby boy. It's, it's so... It's so obviously just money laundering. That's modern art, though. Like, modern art is just, like, money laundering for a... I won't say the term, but there's a there's a certain one, two, three, four, five, six, seven-letter term that's that's plural for art people. I'll, I'll just say art people. But it's money money laundering for art people. For art people. That's what... Yeah. You know what's... I'll leave it at that. What, what is perhaps, uh, uh, you know, a defining trait... Word of art people is uh is a criterion collection yeah and the theme <laughs> of, the, of the show tonight is the criterion collection now Oki, i can <laughs> see that you have a selection from the criterion collection on your wall behind you eraser head and repo man i think that's also, and repo man uh, that's yeah. right yes that's a criterion movie but like so i in 2013 i bought what what was it fucking like uh just like a few of them so it was only bergman movies it was like three bergman movies and then it was tokyo story and they were dvds and it cost me 230 dollars i'm like it's just not for me dude i'll just torrent everything (laughs) i love to torrent um that's that's my preferred way of watching movies um eventually like you know the people who say like to torrent i I just want to make a note here the people who say they they love to torrent are all from uh lesser nations yep. yeah because you guys <laughs> look, at, look at this no, richard spencer you... <laughs> richard spencer Wait, hold on but you have to make this you have to make the distinction that it's not because you guys 
can't. It's because, or you wouldn't. It's because you guys get caught and you get AT and T <laughs> sending you an email threatening you they're going to sue you or whatever. I've gotten those so many times. I'm not afraid of them. Oh. Bring it on. I. They're not going to sue me. They're just trying to freak me out. And uh, dude, I've got it for like fucking like Bill Maher at one point. Like I've got it for the most stupid bullshit. You download episodes of Bill Maher real time with Bill Maher. Like like two years ago. Like but like yeah, yeah at they're one point like. You. I have, like, we'll let everyone know that you're downloading have, Bill Maher torrents if you don't stop. <laughs> I have I have HBO or um, what's it like TMN on demand on my fucking TV, right? So I can watch them, but like just TM. would prefer to just like download it. Um, it's like just an on demand thing. It's basically HBO Canada, and uh, yeah, but I'm not afraid of them. Bring it on. In, in your defense, uh, Real Time with Bill Maher has maybe the best theme song of any program ever. It is so, gets you hyped, and then he just comes out and it confuses you because he's not cool <laughs> at all, but he has the coolest <laughs> theme song. See, that's, just... that's, that is also kind of why I brought that up, because I did see your tweet, so I gotta be honest about that. Yeah, no, um, that does have uh, a really sick theme song, and uh, and then Bill Maher comes on and then he does his monologue for five minutes and none of it's funny no i feel yeah. like most people skip that and then get it's into a, the, it's, it's a lot of huh guys comedy right <laughs> a lot of huh am i right remember yeah. remember when brian griffin went on to the bill maher show Who's the that? family guy dog <laughs> yeah no yeah there, I don't there's, remember an, this. there's an this episode yeah there's an episode of family guy where Brian Griffin wrote a self-help book and then went on to the Bill Maher show alongside Ariana Huffington to talk about a self-help book. And they were like, isn't this book kind of shitty? And he's like, no, it was like this cringiest, just heart. I mean, and this is for family guy. It was mm-hmm. very cringe. Um, usually I can, I can handle family guy. Like it's something that maybe I, I'm doing other things. I want to have some stupid shit in the background. So when I'm doing my big brain stuff, I can look at it for 30 seconds and kind of just like come down a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But when that shit was happening, I'm like, I got to go to another episode. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't do this. Is it still going? <laughs> family Guy? Seasons. Yeah, Family Guy is still going, I think. Oh, man. Really? Fuck. Yeah. Seasons. Yeah. The last Family Guy episode I watched was when they did the Conway Twitty joke, but for like half the episode, and it was yeah. just like literally concert footage or whatever. I was like, "Fuck this show! I'm yeah. done with it." <laughs> it was. It's literally just filler. It's. I mean, so much of it, which you know, kind of reminds me of a lot of these Criterion releases that are coming out. <laughs> <laughs> well, just just yeah. before we jump away from Family Guy, uh, you guys will be happy to know that they get. About 1.8 million viewers now in season 20. But hold on a second. To- Fox ratings are always different than like the three major networks. They're, so they're, you get you have to grade it on a curve. I think probably at its best, it was probably getting around like 8 million viewers 20 years ago. Uh, right. No, well, it says here 11 on season four, which was the high. Oh, no, 22 million season one. Well, that again, that's like well, more people were watching TV back then. Yeah, yeah, more 99. people are watching TV. You also have to kind of think that, like, over the last twenty years, people have watched less and less TV, and they watch the episodes on other yeah. services. Mm-hmm. You know, like Mr. Beast, like kills that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you also joke. also like how accurate are these ratings, like the Nielsen ratings? Because it's not like. It, it, it's not like an exact measurement. It's just a, you know, they have their Nielsen families and then they expand it, you know, like yeah. that's how they do it. it. It's not like, Oh, exactly. 8 million, 100 and something, whatever we're watching it. It was like out of uh, however many Nielsen families they have, like a percentage of them was watching it and they can sort of expand that to the rest of the States. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why they ever used that system. I think it was probably more, I mean, I, there's no way to actually verify this. I, I feel like the Nielsen ratings are probably more accurate than whatever the system they have in place now is for a lot of these streaming platforms anyway, which yeah, just kind of. Yeah, you don't of, know how many people are actually watching on the right, streaming right. thing. 
Yes. Yeah. So, so, so like, for... I know that HBO Max is absolutely fudging their numbers to try and uh, uh, make it seem like they have you know hundreds of millions of views on this one movie or Netflix. I mean, something I retweeted today was that uh, that George Clooney movie that went direct to Netflix had seventy million viewers, and I don't know anybody who has watched it. And I, I know tons it. of people. The you Space watched movie? it? Yeah. The Midnight yeah. Sky. Yeah, I watched it. I actually liked it too. <laughs> no one liked it. I liked it. I thought it was Wait, pretty is good. Is that the one where he has a big beard? Yeah, like a yeah, sandstorm. No, yeah, he's. Oh, that was so like, corny. Global warming or something has completely destroyed Earth. Well, you watched it like as well, Hans? My girlfriend watched it. I fell asleep and then I woke up and I saw uh, George Clooney with a giant beard in like a in like a station. And then there was like a girl outside and there was like a sandstorm or something. And then he went to get her and then he stared at her very Never dramatically. Heard and then I movie. fell asleep again. Well, this, so this, is, this isn't movie. a great case for me then who, where I'm saying, oh, nobody's watched this. Half the panel here has watched this movie <laughs> and Hans's girlfriend. So what do like, I know? People, people from lesser nations. <laughs> I just want to point that out. <laughs> You're the one like with the shitty Florida yeah. internet. You can't even fucking <laughs> upload our podcast, dude. Torrenters are watching. Like, you know, yeah. People that download torrents. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I got to say, I did watch that one on Netflix. Because I do have Netflix. That that's the only thing. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't. Yeah, I would not. I Criterion have... seems expensive. Well, Criterion of... channels actually not that expensive. I do have to say that about about Criterion Channel is that it's probably my least expensive streaming uh, network, other than Shutter, which I got Shutter for a year for like forty bucks or something like that. Um, yeah, Shutter is criminally cheap. Uh, what, what is it, yeah. like three bucks, four bucks a month, six bucks a month, something like that? Yeah, it's, it's like nothing. I mean, then again, they don't really have that it's many good. movies. Yeah. Well, they, they have like the cult classics. Like, it, it's like the hard to find sort of like cult horror films. There's some really good ones on there. Like I watched One Cut of the Dead, which I really liked. I thought that was a really good film. Um, but then, you know it's it's horror it's really hit or miss i watched the amusement park the other day that lost george yeah, romero movie and that lost. was it should have stayed lost it was so bad i was I, the whole time i was just flabbergasted going like why did they like this is this is literally just an overblown psa it starts off with a guy talking to the camera about how bad elder abuse is yeah i know hitting grandpa is not a good idea yeah, I'm I mean, not gonna wait, leave wait, out wait. the street. Let's not let's not let's not jump right straight into it's wrong. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes grandma won't shut up. You know. <laughs> to, to be fair, to be fair, my grandpa was an asshole and probably deserved a little bit. But yeah. you know, but at the same my, time, the whole movie is just like him going to him at this amusement park, just kind of stumbling around, getting into these super. Did you watch this, Lorez? Yes, I did. I really, oh, getting, I, I knew I, I was in for bad when it was like twenty minutes of just explaining what you're about to see at the front of yeah. the movie for a and fifty minute video. For fifty, yes, for fifty minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it just yeah. seemed like he he got like the local like senior citizen home to come out for the day to the <laughs> carnival and they just shot them and like figured it out in editing and turned it into yeah. this project really it's a PSA. terrible it's an yeah. after school special and it's an after school special that recently they were trying to say like oh this is the lost horror masterpiece from george romero and it's like there's a whole scene where they're playing bumper cars and you know one guy like gets into them and then have the cop come up and they're like Oh, you're old. You obviously were in the wrong. And another guy goes, no, but I saw that he actually did this. He goes, it says on your license that you're supposed to be wearing your glasses. Where are your glasses, sir? And then he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm, just, I'm just watching it. I'm going like, like what am I? Yeah. This <laughs> what is, is this shit? <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's very awesome. Wasn't his character dead, so it makes me... me you this mean? makes me want to abuse elderly people. I'm sorry, George Romero, but because of this man, because you did this, I'm going to go out and beat Grandpa right now. I'm going to tell him it's all your fault. You know what? I haven't seen it, but I agree. Hans, <laughs> yes. you're not far away from that. You better be careful what you say. Yeah. My grandpa I'm was the youngest a butcher. He can, he can take a couple. 
He's like eighty. He's like eighty something. Survived cancer and everything. He can take a punch. He's like five one, so he has like a very low center of gravity. Sure, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, this this old man character goes around and just kind of like, I wouldn't say he harasses people, but he certainly invites himself into situations where he's just like cozying up to someone's kid. And like, oh, I guess I'll <laughs> yeah. read you a story. And then he gets offended when the mom wants to leave with the kid. Yeah. Like, what, what What's this guy's problem? I don't Wait, feel when bad was this for him. Made? Like what year? 70s? Seven, so he had made Night of the Living Dead or in the Criterion Collection. Mm-hmm. Night of the Living Dead, or what, 68, 69? So this was Sometimes. after the fact. And he was yeah. working with one of the actors who was in what I consider his best movie, Martin. And uh, it really feels like he took this job from some company and it was a, just a paycheck, really. And it got buried and now he's dead and his wife needs money. And so they released this. That I mean, yeah. they're also talking about doing uh, one of his unreleased scripts for uh, the Living Dead trilogy from, I think, back in the 80s and having some new director uh, adapt his, his writing. Son. So I know no, it's not the his- son. <laughs> are you guys aware of are what you guys uh, aware? george Thank romero's you. son is up to these days well, he's, no. he's like a, a film director the way I, you no. say it, it sounds like he's a porno director <laughs> no no it's nothing bad it's just uh i think that would be um, more more you know dignified Yes. That's, oh, thank you that's the Hans, exactly you're more well versed in george romero jr's content i know you're a fan <laughs> Well, he's working on on uh, doing like a, I think it was a sequel to Dawn or something like that that he wrote, uh, and he has a podcast uh, where it's like leather class. It's a rock and roll man. podcast. It's a cool yeah. guy rock and roll, uh, Guns and Roses style yeah. podcast. I actually clad is it like wait like a gay like BDSM thing like no like like old guy that has a bike and all of a sudden is wearing a leather vest for no reason I think I think I have an idea that I want to pitch to him I think he should team up with Joe Matteris to do a podcast oh wow yeah I think that would be that would be that would be something that people would tune in for Joel Matteris could do his uh, uh, impression of Sebastian, the comedian, and yeah. uh, George R. Romero. I guess he's uh, what is he? So all he does, what like I don't know anything about him, but what it sounds like, he just like LARPs is like uh, is the Sopranos, like so- yeah, like like Soprano, old, yeah. like yeah, like Joe. He's Italian. That's it. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Italian. Thing. That's that's literally, literally, uh, <laughs> yeah. a cheaper Sebastian Maniscalco, essentially. <laughs> And by cheaper, you mean successful, Sebastian, <laughs> and and Mattery's not so... Mattery's live stream from his car, Sebastian sells out arenas. So I guess that's the, you know, the, <laughs> you know, the two... Yeah. You guys yeah. seen the porcelain videos? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I actually... Deeply unflattering for Joe Mattery. <laughs> why would he ever agree to an interview? Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen it yet. But I, I do it, love the porcelain video. It's good. I had the porcelain video. I had the the latest porcelain video on this weekend while um I was editing. So and the editing that I was doing was so mind numbing. I was uh, matching up DPX files to MP4 files via the source code. So manually dragging and dropping in single clips i don't know if you guys even yeah that's that's very annoying like if you have to yeah. like rebuild a library and the uh files did not copy over you got to relink everything painful yeah what happened was what happened was my resolve updated and for some reason it screwed up my timeline and so my master track got deleted and and that was the master of deep my dpx which is like that was this the 16 millimeter film scans, the original raw 4K scans. And then under that was MP4. But I don't want to, when I put out the final cut, I don't want to like do it via a compressed version. I'd rather, you know, do it. So I have to redo everything. So yeah, I had the Hold on. Is, is this for your movie or? Because I know you yeah. are the only person who shoots YouTube videos on film. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So this is for my movie. I made it like three years ago, but it's just been doing festivals and the COVID or whatever. And, and then I started focusing on YouTube more just, you know, um, so this was, it's kind of like my thesis film, I guess. It, it was really the movie I made to learn how to make movies more than anything else, you know, 
at this point, like, I, I guess the last person you should ask to uh, give a flattering portrait of a movie is its own director, especially, <laughs> especially if it was somebody like me who wrote, directed, produced, edited, like, did everything for it. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, this has been this has been in the works for four years at this point. I mean, not really that much in the works over the last like year and a half or so, but I hate it. I, I just hate it right now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I just want to put it out there. Forget about it. Be like, all right, guys, if you want to give me a few bucks to watch my thesis movie, fine. Like give me a few bucks to do it. Maybe somebody else will, will see something <laughs> in it. I don't like, I, I'm I'm a terrible marketer, but I'm just Yeah, you gotta sell this better. Natural, you just said, right? Well maybe maybe you might see something in it. I hate it. <laughs> uh, maybe yeah. this piece of shit. I've been working for four years. I hate everything about it. No one should watch it, but hey, if you wanna throw me a couple of pennies or I, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna try and help, you know, here. I think you did send me like almost it's been almost like a year now where you sent me like a trailer of it on Vimeo yeah. or something, and I thought it looked well, I, I thought it looked really good um i mean yeah. people you're like, selling yourself short but it makes sense like i mean people they work on something for a long time and then they get tired of it and I, uh, yeah four that's years how, that's, how that's that's no ju- i mean yeah, I, I can't it, imagine uh, i've it, been it's really i i, I mean oh, we've been working on mass state lottery yeah. for the for the past year and it's been uh not excruciating it's actually pretty fun but i'm getting at the point where i'm like i want to do something different you know yeah. and it takes yeah. a toll on like releasing other shit too like for the channel and it, it it's just a lot of stress yeah so i completely yeah. get where you're coming from well i mean it did the festival rounds and so like it's been pretty much done for a year and a half like so saying th- three four years i mean the four years is like you know the kind of development writing getting investors and stuff that was like the first year um so for the last year and a half i really haven't done that much with it um i i went i went to a bunch of festivals so that was cool. Um, it showed in Paris and it showed in around Italy. So I got to travel around Italy. Um, nice. You know, doing that. And uh, it showed in a bunch of weird festivals in India. Because that's like one of the, there's like a million festivals in India. And they like email you all the time if you're on a, um, what's that film freeway? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you get all those like notifications and stuff. And, and just what I would do. And uh, I, this is actually, I would say that this is good is that, you know, there's like the gold, you can get like film freeway premium or whatever. And it's like a hundred dollars for the year, but I saved so much money doing that because you get just like 20%, 30% discounts on every single festival and you end up saving thousands of bucks. Yeah. A lot, I mean, many people don't take into account, uh, you know, you have to have part of your budget go to those film festival submission fees and that, yeah, you know, those rack up fairly quick and especially the, mm-hmm. the more high profile ones which are uh fairly expensive and a Sometimes lot of time incredibly expensive yeah like sundance sundance isn't that bad the thing with sundance is you got to fill out this fucking like uh are you lgbt are you uh Ugh. you know what's your thing they have like this diversity form you, you got to fill lie. out before yeah just yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i should i yeah. should just, just say you're, you're gay and jewish yeah, I could get away with it. You I could get away with totally it. Could. <laughs> I mean, how how dare anyone question you, right? That's the whole yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. who cares? I'll do that next time. It, okay, <laughs> cut cut this part out. I don't. Just I don't want. You... I don't want Robert Redford knowing. All right. <laughs> but actually... Just have a movie about a a, a murderer shown in like Pride. <laughs> it's just like a screening of the movie completely violent just because they think you're gay. Dude, dude re- yeah. do what James Franco did and and just like reshoot uh cruising. Cruising, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and w- wasn't that interior leather bar? In- yeah, yeah, interior leather bar and he uh, filmed some of the deleted material from cruising, which is still somewhere. Ugh. It's in a vault, it's in a film canister. Uh, yet, yet to be seen, unfortunately. And yeah, I've watched that too. I watched all of James Franco's, Oh, I guess I'll just make a movie today films that he released (laughs) in a fucking batch in 2013. Dude, the the best, the best one is probably child of God, but like, yeah, the rest of them are fucking terrible. Um, interior leather bar is like one big gay joke. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. man, what is that fucking one where 
I remember watching that and then I was like, fuck this guy. It was like this. No. After like the second one, I was like, why am I? No. (laughs) Terrible. Right. So it just seems like a lot of his movies feel pointless or, or very by the numbers because he couldn't just dedicate his attention or focus to it. And was like trying to get it out as fast as possible. Cause child of God is pretty okay. As I Lay Dying, I thought was actually pretty good, but he also had better star yeah. power in that one. He had Danny McBride and Seth Rogen and uh, yeah, some of the Coen like brothers. One, like one scene. Go-to yeah. guys, yeah. Uh, and then obviously Disaster Artist, where he had New Line backing him and he had tons of creative talent. and uh, However, star Oh, yeah, I got to say, that that was probably his best one. Um, However, I have to say, though, I watched Disaster Artist, and the first time I thought it was good. And then the second time watching it, it didn't hold up at all. I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I actually don't really care for this movie at all. I didn't really care for it when I saw it. It it felt very. Uh, we're gonna take advantage of the moment that this movie's having right now. Yeah, but and if there's something I James Franco really knows, like... it's taking advantage, right? That's yeah. a <laughs> what is he doing now? What is maybe he, what is he up to he's now? Fucking seventeen year old. He's starting a new school to meet women. That's why yeah. I, I loved that his Me Too, the, the thing that got him was that, oh, yeah, we're going to start a school to meet women. All all my friends and I, we're going to meet, we're going to pick up chicks yeah. from school. And I'm going to be the <laughs> teacher. Great. Wonderful, James. Dude, the the Broken Tower, 2011, Jake, James Franco movie about the poet Hart Crane. And there's a 15 minute section where he just reads the guy's poetry. It's the most boring shit. It's art. That's I've art. I've never seen in my life. Wait, what do you have against he also, poetry, Oki? He also don't you sucks know, Michael don't you Shannon's know that, dick. Hold on. Don't, wait, whoa, what, what? <laughs> he sucks Michael Shannon's dick in it. Uh, as well. I will say this, though, is that uh, the two art forms that are most closely related are film and poetry. Mm-hmm. So James Franco reading poetry within a film. It rhymes. It rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, George Lucas! How the fuck did George Lucas ever become anything? Like, because he made American Graffiti, one of the best teen movies of. It's not even. It's like it's okay. It's good. It's, it's okay especially for when it came out. It's really good. I don't know. What's a, what's a okay. better teen movie, Okie? Days and Confused. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Days and Confused is a better version of American Confused. I think I that, yeah, Days of Ken Days Park. and Confused is oh. that's a classic. Ken Park. <laughs> I love watching that and American Graffiti back to back. Yeah, yeah Ken Park. Sucking scene is Panic, Panic and Needle Park. <laughs> Wait, that's not that's cool. All the right? park films. <laughs> school bus. Kids, anyone familiar with Gummo. School Bus? School Bus. Uh, wasn't it School Bus? No, School Bus was a different movie. That was. Yeah, it's a Canadian movie where people fuck. Wasn't there? Wasn't there um, like retarded people oh, having sex in that I know movie? I know what maybe, you're talking about. Maybe I, I think Sandra. Isn't Sandra I didn't get that far. Was? No, it's just another Asian. You racist. It's another <laughs> Asian woman. It's not Sandra. Oh, there's more than one Asian woman in Hollywood. Okie, okay. goddamn. Yeah, it's probably Sandra. Hans trying to. Talk <laughs> it's probably Sandra. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm I couldn't sorry. think. Listen, I couldn't think of any other Asian actress, so maybe it was Sandra. Oh. I, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I don't offended know. Your, I offended your people. <laughs> you, you Asian, non-Asian looking motherfucker. <laughs> hey, he's what, Asian, what? but he's white passing. He, he's like he's passing. Asian, uh, like in, but only in the eyes, I guess. I don't even understand how he's asian he's basically he's like said, if it's a facial hair that comes out then he looks asian until yeah. then maybe he's basically at this point he's like the nick mullen asian where nick I'm... mullen is like i only do one eye yeah. <laughs> dude you're uh, like two percent asian and you're like i'm asian i'm very good much. at blending in yeah it's because i'm six two two so like Whenever I say that I'm from Central America or Chinese, it's like really because they're usually you know little people. How tall is Japan though? He's like five eleven. He's not that tall. Uh, But I went to Japan, and uh, it's really funny to see how everyone it's like not even six feet at all, like not even close to six feet. Yeah, five nine. Uh, So I felt I felt very uh, very uh, 
uncomfortable. <laughs> uncomfortable? I like going yeah. to Japan and Korea because I could feel like the most dangerous man in both those countries. <laughs> I knew that girl people, actually, people were looking at me like I was the threat. <laughs> I just yeah, bullied guys. Koreans around. All right, right, height check here. So Oki's 5'9", Hans is 6'2". Yeah. Lorez, what are you? I, I'm 5'11". I'm 6'2". Really? Yes. Dude, you... I don't know why. I thought you were short. You know what? I get that a lot. I met with the guy we had on the show last week, Anthony Cisco, and he meets me. He goes, oh, tall. I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. I guess I look short and stocky. What? I, I don't know. But yeah, uh, that's a surprise for people. I'm really surprised about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, too, that like when you're on the small screen, people just assume that you're short a lot, too. You know, like I know that uh, I've gotten that where I had this autistic Georgian kid like going to a VC Georgia the country or... yeah yeah Georgia the country Oof. and he's that's extra. like that's like and he's like Kino like he says Kino you've got manlet features what are you five four and I'm like no I'm six two and he goes oh but are you like a normal looking six two or are you like a laffy taffy like strong out <laughs> but I'm like I think I look pretty normal <laughs> But the gamer from Mars also gets that because he only like films himself like like shoulders up, but yeah. he's like six three or six four. Well, he's he's like ginger, right? Yeah, yeah he's ginger. Like short fat kid. It's like just no, just no, massive ginger. He's like it's actually, terrifying. apparently, he's jacked and like he's small. jacked and he's like six four. <laughs> he looks like a football player. <laughs> like no kidding, but yeah, that just happens. So speaking of tall people, so Bill Murray, 6'2", he's in a lot of Wes Anderson movies, which are in the Criterion Collection. Let's get to that. Um, (laughs) uh, So I wanted to say this about the Criterion Collection, because I've noticed this. I know that, uh, Lorez, you've noticed this as well. They're still putting out some good stuff. I still like like to buy, uh, you know, Criterion Collections of movies if the thing is is really well done. and I like I really like the Bergman box set because there's a whole lot of uh, films in there that are almost like impossible to find without it being in that box set. And uh, just having all of his films in, in one place, I was able to kind of go through and watch a lot of the films I hadn't seen by him, sort of stuff that I had missed. Um, but at the same time, I think that what happened is, I think it was like last year, there was this, was it last year? Or was it two years ago? Um, where Criterion got like canceled for not having enough African American movies. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did happen though. Yeah. Like someone, yeah. yeah so I, someone I think like, it was right at the tail end of 2019. They started to, yeah. uh, they started to look for reasons to go after Criterion. This, this was kind of similar with, um, with Adult Swim, where, you know, they they start with certain complaints along those lines where it's vague. You could like anybody can say that about anything, that there's not a, enough of X, Y, or Z. And yeah. then eventually they'll they'll pinpoint something and find a real problem and then exploit that. Um yeah, it seemed like in late 2019 they started to uh set their targets onto criterion for not having enough uh African American filmmakers, I think also women filmmakers, and Criterion started to uh, shift a lot of the decision-making in early 2020 as to what kinds of films they would include. And I think that was really yeah. the, the first sign that things were starting to go off a cliff. Well, what ended up happening was that it didn't come across then, like now they've been really flooding the market with, you know, like movies by like Marlon Riggs. Now they're coming out with a box set by a, um, oh, uh, I meant... Mario Van Peebles' dad. Melvin Van Peebles. Why not? No, no, no. Like, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I yeah. actually I have, I have my own story with Mario Van Peebles. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, he was really nice to me. But uh, um, I'll talk about that on our Wang po- podcast on uh, when we do that in like a week. Um, but uh no 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 but it, it, it's not indicative like what it really how how they've been really pushing it 
is they haven't been pushing it like based on the merits of the movies that's like that's the thing that's really gotten me is that they're really it's it's almost like this overreaction where it's not like it's like look guys look we 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 love black people we love black it's the white liberals just kind of going like we love black people and it's just like and it's just kind of and it's just kind of like it's just kind of like just release the movies just release the movies and don't make a big fuss about how much you love black people just like say like them squirm let them (laughs) let them ruin their own brand let them be fucking stupid and uh, yes, you, know, you can you can redistribute a bunch of black exploitation movies. <laughs> but you know what? Oh, well, here's what I'll say. You know what? Here's what I'll say. I think they've actually done a pretty good job with the the film decisions in terms of like their uh, need to improve diversity or whatever for the physical media releases. I think they've been pretty decent. They got some good like Charles Burnett films. I know they they put out. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, good. Those, yeah. to sleep with anger. Yes, they put yeah. that out. Yeah, so they, that's fine. You go to the Criterion channel, and that's really where they're like, yeah, we'll just take whatever. We'll just, just load that shit up, and we'll just put that Nigerian, on the front page. What is it, yeah. Nollywood? <laughs> no, no, Hans. No, there's <laughs> none it of that. Is it Nollywood? It's called Nollywood. Sure. No, it is. But, but uh, well, it's, it is. It, it's, 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 they, it's, try, they try to cash it's in on like, this. But that's, I'm, I'm not racist. saying that's ra- I'm saying that's not on the Criterion channel, Hans. I'm saying it's very low-tier oh, okay. shit. Like, yeah, and it's mostly like a lot of really poorly done uh 90s short films and experimental student films from female directors yeah they really love pushing out there oh yeah and they're just is don't touch if you ain't prayed <laughs> oh we can only hope don't touch if you ain't I... prayed that's a classic duology right there kel mitchell's in the sequel <laughs> I, so, uh, I think... to be exclusive <laughs> i think that for at yes. least for the next 10 years or so you're gonna every major company is gonna have to do like the woke thing i don't don't know if it's ever gonna end but it's just like if they get pressured to do it they have no balls they don't care about anything they don't care about black people at all they don't care about um you know they they, i mean criterion let's be honest it's it's for hipsters it's for art hoes and hipsters white rich art hoes and hipsters and Okay, uh, okay. You don't need get... to keep calling me names. <laughs> and, and, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and you know, if they if they if they get pressured, they're gonna buckle and they're gonna put out anything. And they don't, but you know, they don't care. And it's for it's for every other to, company for people to feel like they're intellectuals, but just buying a movie. You know, the yeah. the whole the, the whole uh, niche, I guess, that Criterion has opened up for themselves, where they supposed to be like the intellectuals film but then you see the things that they put out recently and it's like well i i don't i don't know if that's still like uh, that, fast times at richmond high yeah or you know i mean i love or is it jellyfish uh, dreams there's a jelly lo- no jelly jellyfish eyes jellyfish i, I love su- yeah sweet sweetback's badass song sweet sweetback badass song is an amazing black exploitation movie i don't know if i would call that an intellectual well, movie you know, at all. Love and Basketball is getting a Criterion right. release, too. Well, the thing Wait, about Criterion... Chris Rock movie? Chris Rock isn't that... Spike Lee mm-hmm. Well, the thing about Criterion is that, like, initially it wasn't really seen as, like, the the intellectual thing. Like, it, it it's a little... I think it's a little bit more complicated because they pair up with Janice films and janice films actually had like a lot of the distribution rights like all the bergman films because they released all those like art films in the 50s and 60s and stuff like that they were like the almost like uh of the magnolia of today you know in, in a sense and uh but they had a whole bunch of just like cult films like sid and nancy's like one of their first uh you know one of the first movies they had in the collection they had a whole bunch of like cult movies. House was another one. Uh, so, movies that house, which you know are movies that like are just fun and not really meant to be taken seriously, but they're also films that like no other distributor would touch because they wouldn't know what to do with them. Right. I see, well, and, what I see happening is, and I we talked about this very briefly over uh, Instagram DMs. So Criterion, when it came out uh, initially in the 1980s, it was like the premier laser disc distributor. 
And yeah. so they would just snatch up all the popular titles. You get all the James Bond films, whatever was being released in theaters would go through Criterion. And they were just the company that was the the top dog for Laserdiscs. And I think mm-hmm. what we're starting to see, because I know there was an announcement, and this has been unverified, but uh, it seems like they've taken steps to partner with Amazon since then. Warner Brothers is going to cease producing their own Blu-rays and physical media. So they're so going to... Right. Oh, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't even know that, but this Disney, just adds um, to that. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I think that this Disney is going to do it. I know that they pulled some of their, or a lot of their like 4k ultra HD movies. I think it was Disney. It could have been Warner brothers, but I think I remember reading it was Disney. I, I think that a lot of these like studios don't want to do that themselves because it's too much money for too little profit. Yes. So I think what's going to wind up happening is you're going to have nothing but boutique distributors left after a certain point, like Arrow, like Shout Factory, Criterion being another (laughs) one. And you're going to have all of the major films funneled through these distributors. And we're we're, we're seeing that a little bit with their choices for, uh, you know, direct to Amazon Prime and direct to Netflix uh, features that they're releasing through the collection. Uh, Not to say that movies like Parasite or The Irishman or uh, certainly Beasts of No Nation aren't worthy of Criterion But Marriage Story is not. No, it's definitely not. No, I (laughs) I certainly agree with you there. Um, People are like, oh, I got my Marriage Story Criterion. I'm like, man, I felt gypped watching Marriage Story just because I had to pay for my Netflix subscription. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yes, just two rich white people fighting about nothing for three hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It felt most... like three hours. I don't know how long it was, but it felt like three hours. It was like, all right. It was two hours. Here. It was two nothing hours. happening here. Why are you so it's... upset at each other? Look, one of them, one of them, and by one of them, I mean Adam Driver needed to be Woody Allen. If it was Woody Allen, like the movie was trying to be a Woody Allen movie. Wait, who would to... you cast? Who would you cast then there? I would cast him. Uh, so. Adam Driver would be Woody Allen, and then well, not now. Scarlett Woody Allen Allen now. His wife is uh, about Scar Joe's age, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. I was just, uh, I was like just twelve on, uh, or thirteen. I'm just thinking Netflix will never go for that. Actually, wait, I'll, <laughs> more I'll, than anything else. Yeah. Actually, I'll show you guys. Jared here. Gilman, Elliot, Elliot Gould. It should be Jared. Yeah, Aquino cast, Aquino cast alum, Jared Gilman. Wait a sec. Here, um, I'm going to show this to you guys. While you're saying that, I also got to say, I fucked up. Uh, Love and Basketball, it's not, it, it's Omar Ant. No, that's not Spike Lee. Uh, is that? Yeah. He produced wait, go it back, go back, go back, go back. Yeah. Wait. Oh, no, what happened? This is, uh, is that Woody Allen? And his wife. No... What is she doing with that hand <laughs> on his thigh? Is that like the Borat thing with, with uh, what's his name? I just realized I got to follow Woody Allen on Instagram. No, no, no. This isn't Woody Allen. This is uh, Bechet oh, Allen. Wife. This is his daughter. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'll, I'll show his you. hot 70-year-old wife. Is he fucking her, too? No. Actually, I don't think Woody Allen did anything wrong, to be honest. He's okay. fine. Ooh, He's fine uh, in my books. You know what? You're probably I'll, also like I'll a Michael Jackson that. did nothing. I, yeah. Have you guys ever seen well. a picture of Mia Farrow? That woman yeah. looks like a liar to me. She looks like a crazy bitch to me. She looks insane <laughs> to me. <laughs> Dude, she does. She does. About how she's a crazy bitch called Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah so like, she is. She does look crazy. I. What am I gonna say? I'll, I'll, you know, I'll third that one, but I don't think anyone's <laughs> surprised about that. I think everyone knows to support man against woman. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows you guys. You support yeah, the man against of the course. woman. Of course, Woody did nothing wrong. He was just, you know peculiar about his <laughs> my my stance on that is Woody could be a pervert he could be a he probably does like 16 15 and that's terrible but i think she's a liar she made everything up that's my stance oh yeah this is this is yeah, also yeah, yeah. i think the proof is in the pudding right he's been with that girl or who's now a woman who's now like older than publicly my mom. Pu- like publicly publicly but he's been with her for decades now yeah, and but- they have a kid, and I'm like, you know what? It's not like 
this isn't even on the same level as Roman Polanski, who okay. like drugged and raped a fourteen-year-old. Like crime, yeah, a criminal. Yeah, <laughs> like and people and people away. still people still just are like, yeah, Roman Polanski's cool. We need, you know, they all had like there was all the Hollywood film directors that signed the big petition to let Roman Polanski come back to the states. Well, it's that that lever of like how talented you are with how creepy you're allowed to be, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah have exactly. You seen, have you guys seen the the photos with him and Epstein? Of Woody Polanski? and Epstein? Yeah. No, yeah, no. With... Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you post them in the chat over here? Hold I'm on. sorry to the I, audience; you won't be able to see, but uh, I'll enjoy on. myself. They, yeah, no, they can they can look it up. I was talking here shit about. I was talking shit about Bull Durham on the last episode we did. I, I didn't know there was a Criterion Collection pick. Bull Durham. That's a nice. great movie. Cool. It's a baseball I like that. movie. <laughs> Hold on. Let's go to a Kino yeah. Cam. Kino Cam. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's blurry. Kino got it for us. Yeah. Is that Je- oh, How yes. Fucking. Is Jeffrey seven feet tall? No, no Woody Allen. He looks Woody so Allen's much bigger than everyone. Short. Woody Allen's super short. Is Woody Allen like, like Putin? Yeah, no. Woody Allen, I mean, he was exposed, so he like had to go publicly with Sunyi, but like, I mean, you know, he's probably fucking like a bunch of kids on the side, I think. <laughs> probably. Yeah, no. I mean, look, <laughs> I air on it's the, Woody I air Allen. The, the it's side, Hollywood. I, just, just as well as Mia Farrow looks crazy. You know, you you t- if I don't know anything about Woody Allen, you're like, that guy raped kids. I'd probably go, yeah, probably. He well, made a yeah, movie, Manhattan. I want fucking a seventeen-year-old, dude. That's like seven of his movies, dude. Yeah, that's not just Isn't every one that's of his Ann, movies. That's like yeah. Annie Hall. That's the Scorpion Jade. and wives. Yeah, that's the Owen Wilson one. Owen. Well, Wilson Annie Hall is about fucking on children a, a mentally retarded duration. girl, but you know, <laughs> no, but also husbands and wives is where he's the uh, professor that falls in love with a student. Yeah, and it, yeah. I think isn't it? Who is it? Oh no. Uh, Jennifer, Jason? No, no, no. Who is it? No, no. It, it was some other, some other girl. I, I forgot what her name was, but she was in a bunch of stuff like around that time. And yeah, she's I... like a nineties. Yeah. Oh, Julie, Juliet Lewis. Yeah. Oh. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Does Woody have any films in the collection? Uh, I don't think so. Search. No, I don't think so. And I, I doubt they're going to uh, include any of his movies for the immediate future um, anyway. Does Roman Polanski? Do you think uh, they'll put in yes. um, A Rainy Day in New York? Do you think that'll join the collection? Well, didn't Amazon dump that? Yeah, Amazon put it out. So maybe, yeah, it'll join the Criterion Collection. Uh, it's possible. <laughs> uh, they, have, they do uh, have Polanski. They have Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, they have yeah. Tess, Cul-de-Sac, Repulsion, Knife in the Water, Macbeth, and wow. Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, Hollywood yeah, they really likes Roman Polanski. Yeah, you know what? I rewatched Rush Hour 3 the other day. And, and yeah. okay, you're right. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, that's it. Roman Polanski. Yeah. Roman Polanski's what? in, in Rush Hour 3 for yeah. like, like two minutes. What does he do? He just like he acts like he's like an inspector. He's just like smell my finger, Chris. He's, a, <laughs> he's like a detective in France when they land in France. Yeah, um, he, he's, he's only in like border. two scenes. It's so it's so strange. Um, you know, Brett I was watching. Radner directed that. I yeah, didn't Brett, know there was a third one. I thought there was only two. The, the Max von Sydow is in that one as well. I'm yeah. fairly certain. He is. Yeah, he's in that one. Um, always but, great in everything they did. But he was in plenty of not so great movies. <laughs> mm. uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens was one of them. I still have yet to see that last movie in the new trilogy. Have is well, you need, to, you need to watch the three of them for it to make sense. If you haven't watched it, no. Uh, even if you watched you it, if you a... even, even if you watched the, the third one, it's not going to make that much sense because it feels like it's like a six-hour-long movie that's been like cut down to two and a half hours and you're just kind of getting like a like it's like playing in like like two times speed the whole time and you're like it's like like trying to fill in all the holes that the second movie put out but with bullshit so it's just like oh well that happened and oh well well, cool well the resolution of this is this happened and that's it you know like nothing matters at all yeah it's very disjointed from the second one to the third one i never watched any of the avengers shit but I watched, I like, I tried to watch like the last or the second to last one, just to see like what the fuck it is. 
and like I was so what, I, fucking, I was so confused. They Infinity don't they like don't tailor Thor. their movies at all like to a, someone who's just jumping in for the first time, like what you did, and that's something I really dislike. Is yeah. you can't watch it on its own as a movie. It's episode twelve it's of a, a twenty-two series. part. Right. It's a it's a big budget television series. Yeah. The series. Like, like this is this is how I feel about movies, right? Is that no matter what the movie is, there are some. I, I like. I think there are some exceptions. Like for example, like Lord of the Rings, they shot it all at the same time. They released it in three parts. It's based on a novel, you know, or three novels that were re- released like that. Makes that that makes sense. But for for the most part. Like you should be able to to watch any movie and not have to do homework before watching the movie. No, you know it's it's like I don't want to have to watch twenty movies about some fucking you know Norse Norse god fighting robots in Arizona or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to have to to do that just to be able to go to the cinema and watch this other shitty movie. About- I think that's my biggest <laughs> issue with yeah. those with those Star Wars movies where it's like, well, did you know you have to read book blah 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 to understand that this happens here and it's like that's not what you're showing me on screen yeah why do i need to do homework to understand what's happening on well screen? you know why you have it's to do homework is because is because you have to do the homework because they didn't yeah. they didn't it's bad screenwriting and yeah, they're it's like not even exactly. good so it's like and then you yeah. read the whatever book and you're like oh well that was Still bad. I mean, when so, you when yeah, you, when you base your whole thing on just purely, oh, it's just going to be spectacle. Uh, you're stopping the narrative completely. You're not adding anything to it other than like people turn their minds off and they're watching something that is just like shit moving on a screen. And when you're like that's the whole crux of why people are watching these things, and because of IP and they recognize it, then it's it's just trash. So that's why I don't watch any. I don't watch fucking Star Wars. I don't watch any of that shit. Speaking Star of Star Trek spectacles. I want to say Star Trek series shows are the same. Fucking just, <laughs> of I course, they're just CBS just all loud. It's all Marvel. Ugh, it's all Marvel Disney yeah. garbage. Speaking of this, my favorite spectacle movie is Michael Bay's Armageddon, which happens to also be in the Criterion Collection. Now, do do you own a copy of that, Kino? Because I own a copy of that. I don't own a copy of it. I, I'm waiting for the Blu-ray re-release. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure that yeah. and The Rock is right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. The Rock yeah. is good. The Rock is a good film. Yeah. It's Pain and Gain on the Criterion Crew. <laughs> it, it needs pain to be. Pain and Gain is a completely is underrated, so good. hilarious <laughs> film. Oh. That movie they, fucking rules. Pain look, and Gain. They, yeah, need to, they need to release a Michael Bay box set, and it needs to be better than the Wong Kar Wai box set. All right. I, I want to give I want to give my experience with the Wong Kar Wai box set, right? If this is going to be like, I'm coming out, uh, right? And I'm going to give my heartfelt experience. Uh-huh. I'm a huge fan of Wong Kar Wai. I love his movies. I, I, you know, like the way that he shoots them, everything like that. I love 2046, In the Mood for Love, uh, Chungking Express, whatever, Grandmaster. I, I like, I love all of his movies, they're sort of films I can put on and just like know that, you know, this will be a good time. It's going to be a good two hours or hour and a half or whatever. Uh, now, the box set first was a little sus. It was, it was a little bit of a sussy baka at first, right? When you when I got it out of my the Amazon Prime packaging, because look, here's a trick. If you want to buy Criterion, don't buy it off of the website unless they're doing a sale. You can buy it for like 50% off on Amazon. So, um, <laughs> you know. I got it out of the Amazon packaging and it opens up weird and you know, it's like going in like different directions. And I guess they're trying to do, make it look like, I don't know, Chinese takeout or something like that. Um, <laughs> it, it felt like that. Racist. At least. <laughs> it felt like oh, that. Oh, it's fine. You're good. Is it, um, is it racist I'll for pointing you, it out? Uh, you know, I'll give you that yellow card of, yeah, Chinese people overcomplicate shit. Yeah. <laughs> 